Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time of Wave Sports and Entertainment Original. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. Uh, it is that time of week where we have a guest join us. He is the host of First Things First. He is also the host of the What's Right podcast. And I know that he took great joy in watching the Nuggets put that hurt on the Lakers. Nick Wright, how impressed like were you uh, watching Jokic do that Jokic stuff last night? I know you've come I mean, around, but I just want to give you I a mean, chance I, to I, lead into listen, it. I've, I've, you know, I've laid down my sword. He did what I asked him <laughs> to do, and he did it to great effect throughout last season, throughout the postseason. And last night was more of the same. Here's what I think should be disappointing for the Lakers, if I can flip it the Lakers for a moment. If you look back on the Western Conference Finals, the story of those Western Conference Finals was not actually Joker. It was Jamal Murray. Joker put up great numbers, but not super far away, except for his rebounding numbers, really, from his regular season averages. The difference was Jamal Murray averaged more points per game in those conference finals than Michael Jordan ever averaged in any <laughs> conference finals. Only Kobe and Steph have averaged more points in the conference finals as a guard. And so if you're the Lakers, I think the hope was, okay, even if Joker does Joker things, if Joker does best player in the world or best player in the world adjacent things, as long as we don't let Jamal Murray be prime Dwayne Wade, we can beat them because they're close games. And Jamal Murray was just fine yesterday, and the Nuggets were in total control the entirety of the game, in large part because Anthony Davis didn't show up for the second half. And if they're going to have LeBron on this minutes restriction, bro, they can't. They they need Anthony Davis to be MVP adjacent instead of hey, that was a nice first half, and he won. You know, and this is one of those things. I like to take a certain measure of pride in my life at being like a good friend. And you and I are good friends, and I like to be a good friend for a good friend. It's hard truth time, baby. The Nuggets seem to be a different caliber of operation than the Lakers are. I just don't think the Lakers are in the same zone as them as a team. And the Anthony Davis thing, at some point, we just have to acknowledge it's not going to happen. Right. Like he is not going to be the he can be the best player on this team and you win a championship championship sort of dude. I just don't think he has that kind of focus in him. Like the thing I feel like I'm learning more and more as the time passes is focus is a resource. Focus is a skill. Focus is a talent. And he doesn't have it. I just could not believe that a player that good could come out in the second half of a game like that. Like one of those that, you know, in theory, you circled and you had looking at all offseason long and he looked pretty good in the first half and then was out there looking like cheeks. Cheeks, I tell you, cheeks. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. And spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. 
So let me go. Can I go to the first thing you said? So do you think there is no one in the entire West who is anywhere close to the mm. Nuggets? Because I, whatever you think of the gap between the Lakers and the Nuggets, I do think the Lakers are the second best team in the conference. And both things could be true. It could be true. The Lakers are the second best team and they barring some type of you know injury to Denver or something that Denver's just going to cruise through the West. Is that where you're at? You know, not based off one game, but based off everything. Yeah, I guess that's the part that's going to be interesting to see, right? Because the team that I think in the West has the best chance to take one of those leaps is Oklahoma City, right? Like if Chet is half of what we thought was possible with him, based on what we saw from them last year. I mean, Shea Gilders Alexander is at star push a superstar territory as it is right yeah you add a decent player that and they have some depth and those guys are super young so we'll see what happens they're the team i feel like that's got that chance to like really move up but i think you're right that top level of the west to me really is denver and everybody else like are the lakers the second best team it all depends on how many games lebron can play because this the number the minute restriction i saw on tv before i got out in here uh brian winhurst was talking about this and you and i both know this Every year for like the last 15 years, it started with, yeah, we're not going to ask LeBron to do as much as we asked him to do before. Yeah, I don't and buy by it. the end, LeBron got 14 dudes right there on his back, carrying him as far as he well, can go, except he's old. I don't well, know how, like, how many games do you think he's going to play? 60. I think 60. You don't think 60 is fair? I think it's optimistic. I think it's probably somewhere between 45 and 50. That feels low. I mean, I would, I would, if I were setting the the Vegas total, I'd set it at fifty five. But here's the thing, though, that I know about LeBron James: he wants those postseason accolades. He wants his twentieth All NBA team, and he's going to have to play sixty five to be eligible for that. <laughs> Which, like the, by the way, this is going to sound like I'm saying this because of LeBron. It's not. I do think they should have tweaked that rule for guys like LeBron, Steph, Durant. <laughs> what you don't you don't agree? The, the old man rule. The old man rule. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you don't think that like <laughs> that they should say, "Hey, if you've already put in thirty thousand minutes or however many minutes Steph has played, that the we we are okay with you having more nights off than SGA." No, no like, you don't no, think that. No, no. No, because we need to get these old dudes up out of here. I'm sick of these old dudes not moving on. It's time for the, the LeBron well, commercial. We need more good the, players. We, we need nah, more good just, players. I, I agree. I agree with that in large part, right? Like, like we do need the young guys to get the old dudes out of here. I do think that's the case in large part. I think with LeBron, if the goal is I got to play these games in order to get to whatever the milestone is, the last time I saw LeBron push himself for a milestone is he had decided one night I'm going to break the scoring record this night and he couldn't get his old ass out of bed for like a month after that and then broke down at the end of that year with a busted up foot because he too old to still be doing this. Like it's amazing that when he can do it, he can do it as well as he can. But I just don't see how we keep expecting a dude at this point in his career to be able to keep doing anything reasonably close to this. Like we got this here, uh, this quote from uh, Yovan Buha of The Athletic. He says, Darvin Ham on LeBron's 29 minutes and will it be a trend this season? We'll see in all likelihood, yes. If that's the trend for this season, I don't even know if they make the playoffs. They can't afford for him to only play 29 minutes a game. Well, okay. Well, all right. Well, hold on. Now let's, now you've gone too far because you can't have on one hand, the Nuggets are head and shoulders better than everyone. And then a Lakers team that, you know, the Nuggets were in firm control of that game. That was also a three point game in the fourth quarter that with LeBron playing 29 minutes and AD not showing up for the second half, that they're not going to make the playoffs that listen, if LeBron suffers a major injury, then they could miss the postseason. There's no doubt about That's that. That's fair. Like, That's they, fair. They need That's LeBron fair. or AD. But here is the thing about when I look at the the Lakers versus the rest of the Western Conference, The if people are like, well, the second best team is Phoenix, you cannot make a no. what about health case for LeBron Correct. James and not make a stronger one for Kevin Durant. Who might be younger, but has been has misses more time. And the Warriors, listen, the Warriors. Steph is 
one of the greatest players in the history of the league, obviously. I don't love the rest of that squad. I didn't love it last year. I don't love it this year. And so then it comes down to the young guys. Is Sacramento going to leap? Maybe. Is Are the Kings going to, or that, that Sacramento, pardon me, are the Timberwolves going to trade Big Cat and, you know, and try to build a slightly different thing more around Anthony Edwards? Can you believe in the Pelicans? Uh, the Grizzlies, who the hell knows? Like, especially, you know, Stephen yeah. Adams. It's a lot of like, yeah, and you mentioned the Thunder. Like, are those guys going to leap? And the and Shea is awesome, but the difference between being a and I think he is a superstar and guy who's capable of being the best player on a real contender. That's the biggest leap yeah. in the NBA. Like, that's the leap Jason Tatum has struggled with as he's doing it. And so I don't know. The West is really weird. The other thing about the West is the only team that wants to be bad is Portland. Every other goddamn team wants to win. You know, like Houston wants to win. San Antonio wants to win. Every other team wants to win. Right. Now, I will say this. I have to stop you on something that you did just a minute ago. Um, We ain't calling him Big Cat. He's Tall Cat at best. He has made the decision. He don't want to be big. He want to be tall. All he wants to be is tall. He he is tall man to the epitome of being tall man. Yeah, listen, what they did was more impressive than what the Nuggets did, according to him. He also said he's the greatest <laughs> shooting big man of all time. That's, he, what, I, that's are, what I'm saying. Who says that? He's out of Who his mind. Who says that? He's out of his mind, bro. <laughs> there are certain things where guys give these interviews, and I'm like, oh, I can't take you seriously ever again. Like, like <laughs> Towns, I didn't, I didn't think you were a winning player. Then... I saw all the real like heartbreak you went through off the court and it shouldn't really impact it. But I was like, you know what? Let me give this guy another chance. Like I, the, he has this talent, all this stuff. And then he's like, Hey, what, if you think about it, what we did was more impressive than the nuggets. And you know, I'm rewriting NBA history. I'm like, you're a, you're a doofus. <laughs> I just can't no. take you seriously. Well, I have to say this, too. I appreciate you saying the part about he had a real rough go with COVID and everything else. And it sounds like we're finally out of the window where I ain't got to talk about that first before we start talking about what's actually going on with him. Did you see um, Jeff Teague on his hysterical podcast talking about how Jimmy Butler came in? It was like, look, man, with these guys with Wiggins and towels, I'm not even going to have to take the most shots. I can just do everything else. And apparently it was after a week and Jimmy was like, I was wrong. I had the situation all no, I didn't wrong. Yeah, he just got I in there and walked around. It was just like, like it, you, you know what it's like when you walk into a room and suddenly you're like, damn, it's a bunch of suckers in here. Or like you get somewhere and you're just like, wow, nobody in here is cool. How did that happen? Like, I'm not the coolest person in the world. I should not be the coolest person in this. But here I am. Jimmy Butler got in there and was just like, wow, marks. Everywhere I look, I see a mark. And listen, he called Jimmy Butler... What I'll, what I'll give him credit for is he can call it. He called it in Philly. He <laughs> called it in Minnesota. He's kind of accurately called it in Miami, except he just always says we're going to win the championship and they're, you know, but they're damn close. Like he has called stuff right throughout his career. I will give him credit on that. Yeah. Now, I want to get back to this thing on the Nuggets, though, because I do think the more that like I said this without thinking it all the way out before we got on his year broadcast. Uh, but as I think more about it, yeah, I do think that I don't know if like, head and shoulders might be unfair, but I definitely think they're the number one in a way that, by the way, after a team gets that first championship often goes that way. Right. Like you normally get yeah. that. They get that taste of blood. They get that confidence. And then they go this for whatever reason is just the team that we don't think about in that way, but it would not shock me if they walk through the West health permitting. Well, so here's the thing. And let's circle back to, you know, my initial stuff on Jokic. I, you know, I was very bothered by the fact that it seemed like, and it felt like we were changing what the agreed upon standards for league MVPs had been for this guy who I thought and this is the, you know, Mia Culpa, was going to go down in history as a really good player, but not an all-timer. Now that I, we he has proven it, and I know some folks will say, Nick, he had already proven it to us. You argued with me about this a couple of years ago. Like, I was just wrong. 
on that. And I don't say that very often, mostly because I'm so rarely no, he does wrong. Not. But, um, <laughs> but uh, he is an all-timer. And if he's an all-timer, yeah, I mean, this is the beginning, which is what makes it so interesting because I do think we're in the midst of two guys who are supposed to kind of end up right around the same spot in the Pantheon, but there's only room for one of them, and it's Giannis and Jokic. They both got two MVPs. They both got a championship. They both have an unbelievable finals performance. And then Giannis has a couple underwhelming postseason performances after. Jokic had a couple, me even if he wasn't underwhelming, a first-round exit and other stuff before. And now it's like, hey, one of you guys might elbow your way in front of Shaquille O'Neal on the all-time list. Both of you aren't. Because there's not enough championships to go, you know, to go around. And so that's what I am so excited for in that regard is that, you know, I still I still favor Giannis. I understand folks who favor Jokic, but it is no one can argue, in my opinion, it is clear cut in either direction. And they're both fighting for the same real estate. They're fighting for yeah. the, you know, the player of the post-LeBron era, and that real estate is available, but neither one of them really has officially asserted themselves as that guy. And I know you probably look at it as the player of the pre-Wimby era, which might be starting tonight. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I was about to say, all I'm hearing that you saying that is, we lose in the country, bro. Right. Like, like we're, 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 we're losing the country, bro. And tonight I just want to get on this real quick. Cause I know you're, I know you, you, we've talked about this with big Vic and your thing is you were not being a contrarian. You're just saying to people getting a little ahead of themselves on how good he's going to be right away. However, I saw the jumper falling in the preseason in a way that I didn't think was possible. And yes, it starts tonight. It starts tonight. I mean, it starts against your guy. It starts tonight. So I'm, the I don't really care about the preseason typically. I cared a little bit about this. So the <laughs> I the I don't I I think he is people have overset the expectations for him offensively off the bat. Maybe I'll be wrong. I am now though to the point to where I don't think you can overset the defensive expectations. The amount no. and you're going to, and maybe this metric exists and I just don't have access to it or I'm not familiar with it, but I watched some of these possessions and I was like, oh, you're going to have to create like a new grading category as far as shots not taken. The same yeah. way, like, you know you, you know what I mean? The same way where you, yeah. you'd be like the prime Revis, it would be like he's been targeted three times in a month. Right. And it's like, well, so his stats, you get it's just, it's just there were so many times guys were just like, nope, not doing it. Nope, not doing it. And that was and and he was able to do it to multiple guys on the same possession without moving. The length is just really bananas. Like, and I know I'm late to this party. I get it. But it is seeing it in the NBA, even in the preseason, was pretty stunning. Oh, no, no. Seeing it in the NBA is completely different, right? Like, I generally, like back in the day, I used to say, man, if I had to watch it on that grainy tape, I really didn't know what to do with it. Like, even with a guy like Luca coming in, I'm like, nah, man, I'm going to need to see this in something that I understand the context of a little better. Watching it happen in NBA preseason games, even when people didn't have their best players out there, I did not at all feel like I got ahead of myself saying, he may go down as the best defensive player of all time. Like, I don't, I don't think that's even crazy to start bringing up because I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, I... I mean, nobody has. That is the thing. It's that nobody has. And what is, is there a, an adjustment? Like, is there a, oh, here is the counter? And the answer might be to that level of length, no. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, yeah. the and so I don't know what he's going to be offensively. I have a feeling that a lot of 
the that that on the offensive side of the ball, if he does want to play on the outside, his size could actually work against him a bit. Um, but the rest of it, I don't know, man. I'm excited to see it. And you mentioned, Look, you know. If, hold on, let me ahead. say this right fast. If the jumper is halfway capable, nobody can put a hand in his face. No guy that's tall enough to put a hand in his face can stay in front of him. What are you supposed to do if you have to just respect his jumper? Forget about him being like 40 from three. If all you got to do is respect it, I don't know how you guard him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so I don't I I I don't know other than muscle up against him, but how effective is that? Like that's the thing. Like I don't know. And so I know this isn't the most like compelling content right here, but it is <laughs> a level of just the brave unknown for someone this size that can move. Cuz we have yeah. had guys his height but we have never had guys his height that could that seemed comfortable moving the way he is. We've never had anybody seven feet flat as comfortable moving. He is more fluid than Kevin Durant. Oh, I would. Okay, and Kevin I was Durant, say Durant. And Kevin, yeah, but Kevin Durant was fluid in a way that was shocking to us. But you've never seen Kevin Durant hit people with low crosses and stuff in the way that you've seen from this guy. Well, and also the difference between. His size and he is taller than Durant than Durant is than LeBron. Like I'm, I said that awkwardly, but you know what I mean. Like if LeBron's six eight and Durant's seven feet and this dude's seven five, like it is. There, is, let me. I'll I'll put it a different way. He is as much taller than Durant as LeBron is than Steph. That's yes. crazy. That's crazy. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I'm just giving you all the opportunity you need to get in a little earlier this time, right? Uh, you you could be a little stride in your beliefs. And I'm just I telling want, you, you know I, what I, I'm, I want. Not, I'm kind of the same. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to, it's the good friend with the hard truth again. Like we just, let, let you can go ahead and get in a little earlier on this one. Fine, but here's the thing. I, I want the best NBA players to be Dr. J, Michael yes. Jordan, LeBron yes. James. That's what I want. Yes. And the fact yes. that we might, it's one of the reasons maybe I love Giannis is because it's like, oh, he doesn't have a hezzy Jimbo. Don't care. The guy can run and jump and fly. And if I'm not, I'm not prepared for an era of, uh, you know, Jokic to Wimby as the, like, I just want to, I'll wait and see. I, I'll probably be a little late. The one guy said earlier that I will be last to the party on is Chet. I don't. Oh, yeah, I yeah. You better hurry up and get there, too. Get there, no, too. Get there, know. too. But look, but look, look, look. I'm going to get to something else that we talked about on the What's Right podcast a couple months ago, uh, which is the battle Harden versus Maury um, up there <laughs> in Philadelphia. And I loved all these reports. They were like, it's unclear if James Harden will play on opening night. I was like, it looked pretty goddamn clear to me. He ain't playing, but he showed up. And it still sounds like he's not playing. We got uh, tweets from uh, Woj and Shams yeah. or Woj or Shams somewhere here. Yes, um, I know that they said that Shams said essentially he showed up, bags packed, ready to go, and Philly shockingly sent him home. Um, okay, so, so, I wonder who told him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I wonder who told him that. James Harden returned on Tuesday night with his bags packed to rejoin the team on Thursday, and the Sixers are like, nah, stay. Which is what they should do, right? Yes. You can't let them play. Yes. No, every, I feel like everybody's doing their part in this moment. James Harden showing up so he won't get fined, but the Sixers can't have him around. Can you imagine how nervous you would be at every turn of what in the world James Harden's about to do next if he was on the team? Yeah. 
course. Of course. No, you can't have him around. <laughs> but I also don't know if Harden has foot. Now, it should be noted. Listen, Harden's agent. Harden is his only client. They like this is I don't think he's getting good advice here. And I think he's obviously handled this poorly. Um, I don't know if it's fully landed with James Harden that the reason he's not a clipper right now is because they wouldn't give up Terrence Mann. Terrence, Terrence Mann. Mann is 27 <laughs> years old, averaging <laughs> eight points a game. He's 27. He's not like a young, like, oh, what he's going to turn into. I that This was done for a first-round pick, a pick swap, and Terrence Mann. And the Clippers, who are all in on this season, were like, not worth it. That's where nope. James Harden's current market value is. And so he can blame Daryl and he can, you know, light the building on fire and he can, you know, the whole idea behind mutually assured destruction is no one will press the button because we both blow up. He can be like, nope, not me. Let's blow it both up. But I hope he recognizes that he is now, he is more somehow more of a long-term risk than Kyrie. Nobody will no. give him the contract Kyrie just got. Nobody. No, I think what I think is interesting is that he's actually a bit more of what I would term a short-term risk than a long-term risk. And this is what I mean by that, right? Okay. Kyrie as actual basketball player is as good as he has ever been. Like, I think that all the madness that has surrounded him has obscured the fact that the guy he was in Cleveland, which honestly is the last time we really got consistent eyeballs on him as a basketball yep. player, he's so much better now than he was then, right? He's not simply a dude that you got that works perfectly as the other guy next to LeBron James because LeBron can do all the distributing and everything else, right? Like, Kyrie has yep. really become, you know, he has now become a true Hall of Fame caliber basketball player. Like, when he gets in, I'm not going to make any argument about it whatsoever. He's gotten to that place. He's really good. The problem with James Harden is this, and this is in spite of the fact that he put them on his back for a couple of those games against the Celtics. James Harden, you have to ask yourself, the most damning question you can ask about any human being in life at any point. Is this guy a loser? Like, can you think about how offended you would be if somebody called you a loser? Or like what it takes for somebody to look at somebody and be like, yo, that dude's a loser. Like my brother had a friend who he used to bring around the house. And my dad, the only time, and me and my brother both brought through a motley crew of humanity into our parents' house. It's the only time my dad looked at a guy and told my brother, hey, that boy is a loser. And you know what that dude wound up doing later on down the line? Smoking rocks. Like, yeah. you know, like, like, you know, like when it gets to a point where we got to be like, oh, man, you might be a loser. Like, I'm the only reason I don't call James Harden a loser is that if I called him a loser and he wanted to fight me, I could not blame him for wanting to fight me because nothing's more insulting than calling somebody a loser. But when you look at the ways that he has lost for over a decade, starting with the 2012 finals all the way to the end. Like, can you win with James Harden? Does he automatically make it impossible for you to win? Because it's not Whoa. just that he doesn't play well in those games. It's that he self-destructs. It self-destructs, gets afraid, and then quits and blames other people. It is yeah. just a total tapestry of the worst attributes you could get, assign to a pro athlete. No accountability, quits, <laughs> it burns things down on their way out, and by the way, is afraid of the moment and plays his best in the smallest times and his worst in the biggest times. And it is, it's all of it. Any one of those traits is a significant ding on an all-timer. but And this is why he's so fascinating. He has more first-team All-NBAs than Steph and Dame put together. He has more top-five MVP finishes than Steph, Dame, and Russ put together. He, yes. His regular season resume is... Multiple scoring titles, multiple assist titles. And yet, 
You're going to look back on his career and anyone, this is going to be when we're old and like arguing sports with people, you know, young people, and someone's like, wait, you think Jimmy Butler was better than James (laughs) Harden? Let me show you and I'm going to be like, you had to fucking be there, man. I'm yeah. telling you right it, now, like, yeah, you got to trust me. Like, this really, yeah. I don't know what the comp for that is from 50 years ago. But no, it it's like trying to convince a, somebody that Isaiah Thomas was better than Chris Paul if all they got is the numbers. Yes, like, you, that's you, you had to be there, guys. You had to be there. That's correct. And so I, so I, where do you, how do you think this ends? Oh, I mean, man. in the short term. He, I don't know because he's not going to – he can't play for them again, right? Like, my question with this always been is when is Joel Embiid going to step into his destiny as a superstar and be like, get me the hell out of here? Because you can't bring James Harden back. I don't think there's anybody that really wants him. The Clippers, as you said, won't give up Terrence Mann, right? I don't I – don't, I, I don't know where this goes. And the best part about this is – both of these guys, Maury and Harden, are the 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 variety of sociopath where discomfort, you, you may be uncomfortable. They're not uncomfortable at all, right? They'll sit in this mess. They'll sit in this sting. Oh, Ben Simmons, you don't want to come and it makes the team worse? Well, I'm not getting gotten to trade, so this is just what it's going to be. James Harden's used to being in these places where he's been able to act up and the teams look around and are like, nah, I don't want no parts of this. He was willing to have P.J. Tucker and DeMarcus Cousins ready to whoop his ass. I would do anything to avoid one half of one of those men wanting to whoop my ass, but he was willing to do that to get out. It's not going to work here. So what do you do? So, so if it's dead with the Clippers, what, like, let me, I'll throw, sorry to bring them up again. Would the Lakers take a swank flyer? D'Angelo ooh, Russell? Ooh, ooh. And be I mean, like, you already hey, got it. we don't care. Go ahead. But you already got a deal with Anthony Davis that you can't count on. Well, Yeah. I understand. It's not. It's not. It's not good. But I like this. Yes. But the if you're, it, you can. If the Lakers' idea is if LeBron's hurt in the playoffs, we're screwed anyway. But if he's not, yeah. he's the guy who's making all. You know what I mean? The ball's in his hands. Mm-hmm. He's making all the decisions. I don't know. I. I'm simply saying this. If the Clippers' deal is truly dead, what is the Thread the needle of teams that are like, we are trying to win now, but also a little desperate and have, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? A draft pick or something. So it's the Mavs are desperate, but Harden and Kyra and Luca together is a hilarious (laughs) disaster (laughs) that would never happen. Like, could he end up in Miami for... I want it. I want that so bad. I'm gonna just say this right quick because we got to sell stuff. I want him in Miami so bad because on one level, Pat Riley would have best shape of his life, James Harden, like legitimately best shape of his life, James Harden. All of this stuff. There's all kinds of good things that he could do for that team. On the other hand, it be calling me and it be Miami. James Harden yeah. in Miami, like I, whoo. Like, he's going to have to sweat it out every practice. They're going to sweat every drop of it out of him at every practice. But James Harden cannot resist that. He can't. He can't. It'll pull every time. Every time. Every time. But we're going to get back in a second because I want to let you take uh, a bit of a victory lap that may be premature, but I'm going to take it with you about Brock Purdy. But uh, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit of that, Phil. The NBA season is officially back, and just like y'all, I can't wait for this season to start. I know we're all excited to see how Damian Lillard will fit with the Bucks, if Victor Wenmanyama is the real deal, and if the Suns' super lineup will actually work. But you don't have to wait to get some basketball action in your life when you have NBA 2K Mobile. Season 6 of NBA 2K Mobile is here and better than ever. I love NBA 2K Mobile mainly because I can take it with me wherever I go. I can easily build my ideal dream team or customize my own my player all through the convenience of my phone. Plus, you can play with your friends by joining crew mode where you can dominate the hardwood together as a team. 
It's the best mobile game for real basketball fans, and Season 6 is the best version to date. So download NBA 2K Mobile free at the App Store or Google Play and use my promo code Bomani Jones to receive a Shaquille O'Neal Pearl Tier card. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? It happens to me too. Whether it's a late night NBA game keeping me up or some chaotic Pac-12 after dark matchup that'll have me up till 2 a.m. You know you shouldn't be watching because it's not good for you, but you just can't get to sleep. One helpful solution can be therapy, which helps you figure out what's holding you back. So you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy can help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries within your life. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for people who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bomani today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bomani. Yeah, welcome back to The Right Time on here with my man, Nick Wright. And I just want to say this right fast to the people in the YouTube chat. I did not call James Harden a loser. I saw that team where they put that, is James Harden a loser on the screen? I didn't even tell him I was thinking that before the show because I knew, you know that's about to be on the internet right now. I am not calling James Harden a loser. I am not saying he is not a loser, but I just wanted to be very clear. I did not you say talk about James Harden is a eat. loser. The screen, they put Harden to the Lakers question mark on there. That also is going to be going to get damn aggregated. I'm just saying teams that think they can win, that might be like, screw it. We'll take a flyer, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I recognize it's a thin line with that James Harden thing. I'm just saying in somebody's front office, somebody's like, "Uh, I don't know, guys, he might be a loser, but um, people who don't seem to be losers as of now, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, though they've lost two games in a row. Now, you and I have been in a similar place on Brock Purdy, which is why so fast? Why is everybody in such a hurry to turn this dude into Joe Montana? I don't understand this. Like, Bill Walsh didn't even believe Joe Montana was Joe Montana for the longest. That's why they went and got Steve Young. Now they've had a couple of games where they've lost him. In that game against Minnesota, I felt like he was good until he wasn't good. But is it that hard just to acknowledge he's cool? Like for now, he appears to be cool. So here's the thing. I Here's what is so frustrating to me. We got the full-fledged, perfect, scientific Jimmy Garoppolo experiment in the form of Brock Purdy. And instead of the folks who had been caping for Jimmy G for four years being like, oh, shit, I was wrong. They just immediately transitioned to this guy's even better. And it's like, you've (laughs) got to be kidding me. And I I there was an article written, I think, in The Athletic. And it was like, let's pump our brakes. Yes, Brock Purdy could be Montana or Brady. But he also could just be Dak Prescott. And I saw it and I said, you got to be, you got to be kidding me. The idea that we're (laughs) saying his floor, his floor is a, a slightly worse Matt Schaub who led the league in passing under Kyle Shanahan. His floor is a slightly better Jimmy Garoppolo who went to multiple conference championship games under Kyle Shanahan, his his floor is getting replaced by Kirk Cousins in two months. By the way, here's what I will say about Purdy. If we want to have the, the most, the realest conversation, and I don't know if you saw me say this on TV yesterday. So I hope you didn't because I want your immediate reaction. Right now, trade deadlines in six days. If San Francisco calls Minnesota and says, Purdy for Kirk, straight up. Who says no? Kirk's a free agent at the end of this year and going to leave for nothing. 
Minnesota has no like long-term plan at quarterback. They'd get a good look at Purdy for basically free. And the Niners, I think, would cruise to the Super Bowl with an upgrade at quarterback. Like, is that – I know people are talking about Kirk being on the Niners next year. Why can't he be on the Niners by week 10? Okay. Um, I think the easy answer is because of the money, they would not do that. Uh, San Francisco would not. That is the only reason, because we know how Kyle Shanahan feels about Kirk Cousins. But you know what I think would happen if they made that trade? San Francisco would still have the same problem, right? A quarterback whose ceiling will stop you from being able to win this. Kirk, Kirk, throw it short of the sticks on fourth in the season, Cousins. You'd still ultimately have the same problem. But I think that it's a great comparison for this reason. What everybody said about Kirk Cousins when they were at their most optimistic in like the 2015-2016 area is pretty simple. If everything around him is just right, you got a chance with this dude. And that's the thing with Purdy. If everything around him is just right, you got a chance. Yes, but Cousins is better than Purdy. And I, like, here's the thing. They could make the money work for this year without question. The question is, would they, you know, then extend him and how would that, how would that work? But the, the stat that was thrown around yesterday that is overwhelmingly damning to as great as Shanahan is, his, and this was why, by the way, they took the swing on Trey Lance, even though it didn't work out. Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco is 0-36 in games where he trails in the fourth quarter by eight or more. Wow. Never once have they had. He is 0-26 on games he trails by eight or more going into the fourth quarter and 0-36 if he trails at any point. That's where you need the guy at quarterback. If, if your weapons and system and scheme have gotten you a lead, you're great. But if you're trailing late and you need a guy to go out there and make some plays, he's never had that person. So that's why they did what they did for Trey, thinking Trey could be that person. He wasn't, obviously. And so now I just, everybody, the, people I think have forgotten how long the NFL season is. Like a month in, we were like, well, Niners Eagles and then nobody else and I was like man I'm not yet convinced the Niners are winning the division much less the conference they'll probably win the division but the Seahawks are sitting there at four and two knowing exactly who they are with young guys that should only be getting better and here's the other thing on the Niners there is a level of if you're always hurt I want to look and see is it bad luck or is there a you know, a logical through line. What does everybody say about the Niners? Holy shit, they're so physical. Oh my God, they play so hard. Oh my God, they beat you up. There's a cost to that. And the cost is when you ask your guys to win yards after the catch to be the hardest hitting team in the league, it's not shocking when you're year in, year out, the most banged up team in the league because your guys aren't ever doing the Marvin Harrison, sorry, uh, you know, go down early, the Reggie Wayne go down early. You're not doing any of that stuff. And so I don't know. I'm not I'm not a full on believer in the Niners. At the Look, this is my thing. If you go have a I quarterback and I think that Brock Purdy has demonstrated himself to be I if nothing else. Right. Sure. Like maybe he can get better. There's something to be said for that. But if you go have a I quarterback to win a Super Bowl, you kind of need an all time great defense. Right. Like that's, yeah. there's a couple of exceptions like Joe Flacco that year they won with him. They did not have an all time great defense. But with Peyton Manning couldn't throw no more. That was an all time great defense. They won it with Trent Dilfer in Baltimore. All time great defense was, awesome. was incredible. And was <laughs> yeah. in, he he, he tra- transitioned similar, I would say, to Stafford. It was Stafford. I guess that playoff run wasn't great, but like he he's you know, he's better than all right, but he's not great. Yeah, but I, I agree with you entirely. If you're going to try to win. With a mediocrity at quarterback, you need a defense we remember 20 years later. Yeah, they got oh my name. God, they're unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, they need to have That's a name. Right. And this defense for San Francisco the last two weeks has not really looked like a defense 
that's got a name. Like the thing I thought that people coming off of last season and the defense obviously was really good to start this year, but expecting this defense for 17 games in the playoff to be as good as it was last year is asking for a lot because it was so good last year. And as you said, now we got to deal with guys getting hurt and everything else because the season is long. Um, Like I feel like Buffalo is in a very similar place to this team in that people can cling to their priors so quickly that it can be hard to like evaluate what it is that you actually see in front of you at various points. And so there was a logical progression to where people thought Buffalo was going to go. Now Buffalo just look like some dudes. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Buffalo, everybody thinks I'm so down on Josh Allen and I'm not down on Josh Allen. I just was, you know, the only person who had it right when everyone was giving him MVPs. It's fine. Everybody catches up eventually. Um, The, the, the thing with Buffalo is they don't have that much talent. They just don't. On offense, well, they have now. two guys. You, you, right. On offense, they have two guys you love. Allen and Diggs. That's it. Like they don't have a they, they don't have a litany of weapons. They don't and on defense, but the reason so there were some of us that were like, when everyone's like, oh my God, the Bills got Von Miller. Some of us were like, well. I mean, yes, you just got a lot better, but that is a six years, 120 for a early 30s guy who has been injured multiple times. That is a risk. And it's listen, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion, but he's not the same guy coming off that injury. Big shocker. Now they deal with other injuries. They're just a team. They're just a team that has, you know, a very high ceiling but they don't reach it that often. And unlike the other really good teams, their floor, they can lose to Mac damn Jones. Yeah. And I'm going to say this about Josh Allen. I said it earlier, but it's really something I've been giving a lot more thought to. And I think it really applies. Like we see these quarterbacks fall apart and then they're just not good anymore. And I just think it's entirely here, right? Like there's something that trips off. The, the thing you need to have to just be like, I see this and I'm doing it right away. And you don't have to second think it or anything yep. else because the margins are so thin. It's rare. But that comes down to focus, man. Focus is both a talent and a resource. And Josh Allen's iffy on focus. Like when he has those games where he just comes apart, like that one in the playoffs, that first game he threw in the playoffs where he threw a 40-yard pass to a square body on the sideline or the way that he looked in the game against the Jets where the interceptions he was throwing, he wasn't missing. He just like, hey, YOLO, throw it down the field. Those are going to happen from time to time. And your expectation is going to be that not only you go through 17 games and he doesn't do that so much that it ruins you, but you're going to play three or four games in the postseason where that just doesn't happen. That's a lot to ask because for all the talent, every now and then, he just completely forgets what he's supposed to do. It's the damnedest thing. I think the biggest issue with Josh Allen is his inability to recognize every game of my career is not the Chiefs divisional playoff game where if we don't score 40, we lose like the Patriots game. The Patriots had been for a month, the worst team in the NFL dead on arrival. And then on the first play of the game, he throws a pick, a terrible pick. And all of a sudden the stadium's alive. The team's alive. They believe. And now you're in a dog fight when, when it, when, Aaron Rodgers goes down, that game becomes unlosable to Zach Wilson unless you start turning the ball over. Like where what what Mahomes learned in 2021 was, okay, I always have this club in my bag, but my ability to know when to go to it is what is going to help me get to the next level. And, you know, the and so he went through that brief little six game struggle and then he realized, all right, if if all that's available to me is the easy stuff, I have to take that instead of always going for the kill shot. Josh Allen hasn't learned that yet. Flatly. Yeah. Last thing. And I would just say this real quick, because I mentioned this about if you got like an eye quarterback, you need an all time great defense. I'm not saying that this Chiefs defense right now is all-time great, but it feels just a little bit unfair that the cheat code in Kansas City is our quarterback is so good. We'll get a few dudes who win a sweepstakes. We'll have them play wide receiver. We'll load up on this defense and everything else, and there's just nothing you're going to be able to do because when it comes down to it, we have Jordan. 
I yeah, well, yeah, or LeBron. I mean, depend on how you look at it. But uh the, um I listen, I said it last year and people were annoyed by me. That last year's Chiefs team was going to be the worst Chiefs team until Travis Kelsey retired. Like that that last year's team when they played more rookies than any team in the league other than Houston and Chicago and Seattle that if you were going to get them you needed to get them last year because now they are only going to be better on now. And I said going into the season, I thought they would could have a fringe top 10 or top five defense, definitely top 10. They might have the best defense in the entire conference. And with that being the case, one of these wide receivers will figure everyone's like, oh, they miss Juju. Man, y'all see Juju the two years before he got to Kansas City and the one year after. Like, no, Rasheed Rice can do that. They, you know, they and Travis Kelsey is out there trying to impress his new girlfriend. So he's rejuvenated. So it, I mean, it's I I got this tattoo saying never a doubt. 20, you know, 20 and 0. And they might damn well go 19 and 1 with the one loss being week one by one point. I mean, it's right now. This, if they, if Kadarius Tony could catch, people are talking in week one, talking about wait, is this team going to run the table? I would just briefly say this on the way out. I do appreciate them losing that first game as it legitimized my Lions. Made me feel a whole lot better about the optimism that I have about what's going on up there. We'll have to come back on another time to talk about the Lions because I mean, it's it's really happening there. I think they're good. Yes, another time for sure. And, Bo, I know you're not a gambler. If you look at their schedule, they're not going to be underdogs again until week 17 at Dallas. They're a (laughs) sneaky good bet to be the number one seed. Doesn't mean they're the best team, but Philly's got a brutal schedule. Detroit, has. they're going to be favored in every game they play for the next two months. So, yeah, I mean, you hear yeah, that Vinny Goodwill? Legit. You hear that Vinny Goodwill? The Lions are coming, dog. You might want to get back on that narcotic. I'm not on it. I'm just, you know, dabbling. Just yeah, getting the just taste. But, hey, yeah, that's right. That's Nick Wright. Check him out on the What's Right podcast, available where you get your podcast. Also available on YouTube. And check out First Things First. I have told you this. I was uh, 3 o'clock Eastern on FS1, and I've told you this, but that show's gotten really, really good, and you've gotten really, really good on that, Matt. I'm thrilled for you. Way to make that happen. I, and blessings I, to Bruce Hard, because I'd have killed you by now. Okay, I appreciate it. I know you would have, and I really appreciate you having me on on the, on the new venture with Wave Sports. I love it. Thanks, Bo. No, no problem, man. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. We do this three times a week. Check us out on YouTube, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon. Sean, you handling everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Remember, subscribe to The Right Time. Follow The Right Time. Rate us. Review us. Give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Take it easy.